where I talk to entrepreneurs and business people from all walks of life and all levels of success, from millionaires to the people who are just starting out and everyone in between. My objective is not only to learn about their businesses and goals, but about their challenges and fears as well, all with the hopes of helping them and you find a pathway to success. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. I have a an interview for you, but it's actually not me interviewing someone else. It's actually someone interviewing me. And uh, that's because this past week I was interviewed on the Joel Kessel Show by my good friend Joel Kessel about my perspective and strategy to building and creating an online brand uh, or a personal brand, if you will, uh, something that I guess he and others have been following me and uh, thought that I was doing well with and wanted to learn from me. And uh, I was happy to oblige, always happy to get out there and, and speak and provide content and value and um, give back to others who are on the journey and learning just like me. Uh, and so I got a chance to go on the show. It was actually a Facebook live show on video, uh, uh, but I got him to send me the video. I was able to figure out how to strip the audio out of that, uh, which took a little bit of uh, trickery uh, with a with a VLC uh, application. I guess some of you may know how to do that easily, uh, but it was a little harder for me, but I figured it out, got the audio out, and I thought that it would be useful to turn that into a podcast episode and share it with you, my listeners, because uh, some of you have been listening for a while, some of you may be newer, and you're hearing interviews with all these great guests that I've had on, uh, but I haven't recorded too many solo episodes in a long time and therefore haven't been sharing that much of my knowledge and wisdom with all of you. And uh, part of that is is a limiting belief, right, that I just don't really believe that I have that much to share. But then Joel interviewed me on this show, and after it was done, it's a 45-minute interview, I realized, wow, I know a lot about this subject. Not that I don't still have a ton to learn, a ton to do. I am in the trenches just like you and everyone else, um, trying to figure things out, seeing what works, what doesn't. How can I help use this to help my business? How can I build a better brand? How can I monetize this down the line? Um, how can I build more relationships with awesome people using this? Um, I'm learning like anyone else, but um, I guess I've tried a lot of things and gotten to a place where a lot of people uh, look up to me and admire what I've been doing and follow me. And uh, I don't take that for granted. I think that's amazing. And I love being in that position because it means I get to help more people and inspire more people. And so uh, I'm using this platform today to uh, share that information with more people. So if you are interested at all in the idea of building a personal brand or just wondering what's going on behind um, the curtains with me posting a lot of stuff on social media and having the two podcasts I have, uh, then take a listen to this. Uh, Joel asked me some interesting questions about uh, getting over the fear of judgment and putting stuff out there, um, my approach and importance of consistency and um, the logic behind some of the, the stuff I'm putting out there as well as what is my why, my purpose uh, and my target customer because these are important things that you need to think about when you're putting audio or putting content uh, out there on social media. So without further ado, I will present to you the audio file from the video interview I did with my friend Joel Kessel on the Joel Kessel Show about creating a personal brand. Enjoy. 
Hey everyone, welcome to the Joel Kessel Show, and my name is Joel Kessel, and this is the show for growth-minded executives and leaders who are looking for more clarity so they can continue to grow personally and professionally. We talk everything from business to productivity. We talk about marketing and communications, strategy, and today the topic of discussion is creating your online brand. So check this out. Some of the uh, stats that I've been able to dig up. Digital marketing experts estimate that most Americans are exposed to around 4,000 to 10,000 ads each day. And there's about 6,000 tweets sent on Twitter, uh, Twitter every second. And about 2.7 million blog posts are published every day. So gang, there is a lot of noise out there and a lot of people just clamoring to get their own attention. So how do we do that? How do we stand out and, and make that happen for us? Well, today I am joined by my guest here, Andy Storch. And Andy is a partner at Advantage Performance Group, which is a firm that helps individuals, teams, and organizations really just be the best of what they do. He uh, helps accelerate businesses, and, and accelerate their results by turning strategy into action and getting their people to do the best work of their lives. He's also the creator and host of not one, but two podcasts, including the Talent Development Hot Seat and the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. Andy, you've got a lot going on, so it's good to see you, and thanks for taking some time. Joel, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for having me on the Joel Kessel Show. I am... <laughs> Uh, I am so excited to be here, not just because I get a chance to share some value with some people, not just because I get to talk to you, who I greatly admire, um, but I love that you said at the beginning, this is for growth-minded executives. I consider myself to be very growth-minded. I'm always trying to learn and get better all the time, and I hope that your listeners are doing the same thing, so I'm excited because of that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, and uh, I, I want to start off with this. Aside from the fact that you know, I sent the uh, info sheet to you to fill out and provide some info to me. And you, you had to take that little jab about one of your fondest memories being that uh, Florida beat Ohio State back in the 2007 National Championship. So really, really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I know you've had a, a I know you're a big Ohio State fan having gone there and played there. Um, I went to undergrad, undergrad at the University of Florida. And uh, so I had to take just a little jab there. I think, well, you know, what's interesting about that is I think you and I have both gotten to a point being so growth minded that we don't spend so much time thinking about sports like we probably both used to. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I just, it, you know, when you got those good friends, it's, it's fun to just give them that little jab every now and then. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. So listen, we, we know we have a lot of uh, mutual friends and colleagues in common and, you know, one of the jokes that's going on out there is that Andy is arrogantly consistent when it comes to content and being active online. And uh, but there's a lot of truth to that. You're not being arrogant, obviously, but you are definitely consistent in posting and putting up great information online. Just talk to me a little bit about the importance of being consistent. Yeah, well, that is something that is, um, I'm still newly embracing, as you know. We were at a mastermind retreat together in Pittsburgh back in June, um, where uh, I kind of got hit with that from our mutual friend and mentor, Vincent Puglese, that, you know, hey, consistency is your thing. And it's, as I've really started to embrace it and think about it, 
um, you know, if you look out there, like what kind of content are you consuming, right? Because we all consume content and we right. all, um, we all need to do things. We know that we all have good and bad habits. What I'm noticing is that my approach to everything I've been doing, when I'm able to take a really consistent approach, whether it's personal, like working out, um, meditating, or um, you know, taking care of my health and, and spending time with my family, or it's actually creating content online, I'm finding that it's the consistency that's really creating the habit for me that's allowing me to practice. You, know, you mentioned that we are, this is for growth-minded people. So if you're growth-minded, um, that means you're, willing, you're wanting to grow, you're wanting to learn, then you probably know that practice is the best way to do that, right? We can read books, we can listen to experts and gurus, listen to a show like this, but unless we go out and practice stuff, um, we're probably not going to get any better at it. And so I have been practicing by consistently putting content out there. And what that's doing is, while some of it is really good and some of it may not be that impactful or valuable to, other, to people, but it's consistently putting it in front of people. People are noticing it. They're seeing it um, and making comments about it. And it's just it's putting me more top of mind. And yeah. it's not just about being top of mind, right, because you want to give value to people. But you know, think about even going back to old world media, right? Like, how did you ever, like, the popular shows, they weren't just good. They were consistently on. Like, you knew when to tune in. You knew it was going to be back every week. The newspaper comes out every day, not randomly, um, once every two weeks, and you don't know when it's going to show up. So I'm still getting better at it, but I do think that consistent approach on my side helps me practice, and on the other side um, helps people know that, hey, you know, Andy's going to keep coming out with great stuff. And I'm starting to like it and follow it. And so it, it's, it's making, um, it's putting me higher up in terms of like the views and, and what people are seeing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I see you all the time on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Those are really the, the, the main three that I'm using. I see a ton of your stuff on LinkedIn. I know you're on other platforms as well. But I think for, for what you're doing, for what I'm doing, and the people we're trying to connect and engage with, LinkedIn makes a ton of sense. So that, that's where I'm seeing your, a lot of your content. But, but something you just said about the habit and the practice, and you're going to get better. Um, a, a lot, uh, what comes along with that is, I think what a lot of people experience is this fear and anxiety mm-hmm. of, gosh, if I hit the send on this, what are yep. people going to think? I'm yep. putting myself out there. Yep. So can you talk about when you were, and maybe you weren't, I'm making an assumption here, but uh, when you were there, how did yep. you get over that hump to get to where you are right now, where you're, you're every day, you're, you're posting stuff? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Joel. You have no idea. I spent most of my life um, being afraid of what other people thought of me, you know, worrying about judgment all the time. What do people think? I was so shy in school growing up. Um, but I did a lot of things slowly going over that, getting over that. Um, primarily, for many years, it was networking and talking to people personally. Um, but as I got more involved in social media, uh, it, it's practicing and putting things out there. But I would definitely want to talk about the fear thing, because I think yeah. that we all experience that. If you like, you know, you were kind of almost joking there, like if you don't, then you're almost not human. Right. Some people don't. They, have, they can just put stuff out there and they don't really care. But most of us started with that fear of judgment. And what I've learned is that fear at, the, at its essence is really just a perceived lack of control because you feel like. You can't, you put something out there, you can't control what's going to happen after that. People could judge you a certain way. They might not like it and they might judge you poorly. But 
at the end of the day, there's nothing they can really do to you, right? There's nothing they can do to really hurt you. And if you, if you think about it, you are starving that fear by continually pushing past it. So you're being more courageous and brave by saying, look, I know I'm scared to put this out there, but I'm going to do it anyway, because that's what courage and bravery really is, is recognizing your fear and then doing something anyway um, so that you get experience. And now I don't think about it as much because I've consistently done it because right. I've got that practice, right? I mean, I still do every now and then, especially if I'm posting about something a little bit more controversial, uh, I might think like, oh, what are people going to think of this, right? Um, but then, I, you know, you start to realize too, and, and you and I probably both follow many people, and there are certain uh, influencers out there, if you will, who do a really good job of putting controversial stuff out there. And you realize that if they're able to do that and stand by whatever their belief is, they actually get a lot more engagement. Now, that's not yeah. typically my style. I, I'm not very confrontational, so I don't want to put stuff out there and start fights with people. Uh, but people respect that you stand for what you believe in, and you don't have to, you don't have to please everybody, right? Not everybody is going to agree with you or has to agree with you. Um, but you, if you're willing to put stuff out there, you realize that people are also not judging you as poorly as maybe you think, right? Like I root for all my friends. I like seeing stuff that you put out there. I like seeing stuff that other friends put out there. And if there's things that I don't like, then I just ignore it and I move on. And that was another, I think, click that I had that a lot of people want to see this stuff. There are a few people that probably roll their eyes and don't want to see the content I put out there. And you know what they can do? They can hide. They can unfollow. And they can move on to something else because I'm not for everyone, right? right? You're not for everyone. Joel, I know that you know a ton about marketing and communications and you can help a lot of people. But there are some people out there who are just you're not going to be their cup of tea, right? They're going to talk to you and be like, you know what? I don't like this guy. I don't get him because you're just not going to please everybody. But there are going to be some people. And what I've found and a great example of this is, uh, you know, because you and I have been friends for a couple of years now and we've kind of followed each other that um, I post a lot about uh, going to the gym and working out uh, because I want to inspire other people to do that as well. And I, I've gotten a little bit of flack. I get teasing from people about all the, the gym posts and even had a, a tough conversation with my wife about it early on because she was getting a little bit of ribbing from some of her friends. But <laughs> you know what really helped me get over that? What's up? The sheer number of people who have told me in different places how I have inspired them to go to the gym, how I've inspired them to work out, how I've inspired them to get healthy. And if you really think about it, you have an opportunity to help people, to inspire people, to add value to people. And are you going to let a couple naysayers stop you from doing that? Bingo. Most of us do, right? A lot of us do. Yeah. But if you think about that, and I've, I follow a couple people who say that that's even being selfish, right? Because you're letting your ego get in the way because you're afraid of someone's judgment. When if I just forget those people and put it out there, I can help other people work out, get healthy, um, or do whatever it is that, that will help them um, because it could be different for anybody watching yeah. this or listening to this. Wow. You know what? I just want to repeat that, um, that, that, uh, that message about, look, us standing on the sidelines because we're fearful of, of, of getting into the game, we may be depriving a lot of people that we don't know about who are waiting for us. They're waiting right. to hear our message. So right. we've got we've to be bold and, and take that step. So, yep. you know, something that comes to mind in, in hearing you, you talk about that is, 
I, I think is really critical to, to all of this and having that confidence to, to put yourself out there. It's, it's knowing your why. And we hear that a lot in today's day and age. I mean, Simon Sinek talks about your why and, you know, others talk about having a strong core, but, you know, uh, I, you know, I've known you long enough where, where, you know, when you talk about, you know, if you can put something out there controversial and stand by those beliefs, that takes a very, very clear why and a strong core for someone to, to stay true to that and stand behind those statements. So how, um, how clear are you on your why? Where are you in that process? What did you have to go through to really to, to gain more clarity on your own why to strengthen your core? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a great point. I think it's something that a lot of people should think about, whether you read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, or at least go watch his uh, TED Talk, which I think is the second most watched TED Talk of all time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I forget what it is. It's not even called Find Your Why. It's something about leadership, but it's basically, you know, it's about finding your why, right? And why people buy, uh, don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, right? And we have a good friend, Ken Carfagno, who's really big on this, clear on his why. He gave a presentation when we were at that retreat in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it's something I've definitely thought a lot about. I think it's evolving, but at its core, I really have two because there's kind of two components to what I'm doing. And this is probably more complex than what most people want to do or deal with. Um, and I'm still figuring it out like anybody else, right? But I have my main business where I am working primarily with talent development professionals in big companies uh, to bring really great training and development to them to help their people do the best work of their lives. And my why there is I want to really make a difference helping those talent development professionals become more strategic partners in the business and, and help them provide really, really great training that helps their people do the best work of their lives. So that's one. And that yeah. guides me in the conversation with those people. And then outside of that, more personally, and where you're seeing uh, more content on, say, Facebook and other places, is that I have done so much work on myself that I've gotten to a place where I really love my life. And I'm still doing work all the time, right? This is, like you said, growth-minded. I'm still learning, trying to get better all the time. I want to help other people basically achieve their true potential and love their lives, too. So you know, my, my true, true purpose of the core is, you know, love and support my family. I've got a wife and two kids and that's like the biggest purpose. Everything has to kind of coincide and, and support that. Yeah. But also, I want to, I want to fulfill my true potential and I want to help other people do the same thing. So I'm putting stuff out there to really help people live their best life. possible. Man, Andy, I tell you what, <laughs> you happen to the world. The world does not happen to you. And yeah. That is a big mind shift for a lot of people. I went through that <laughs> about six, seven years ago where I was starting to, to question myself and what am I doing and where am I going? And Definitely. something you said there is that, that, that professional, personal development. You know, mm -hmm. Again, you know, we're talking about growth-minded individuals who they, hey, they might be successful, to, you know, whatever success means to them, yep. but they're always continuing to grow. And I just love your mindset there and, and, and what you're doing. Um, when did all this happen? Um, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a young professional, uh, you know, how, how do you have so much wisdom at, at this point in your career? <laughs> well, I think I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, you know, what, what is wisdom, but just a, a accumulation of us, like reading, learning from other people, practicing things, seeing how it works out. Um, so, uh, you know, for reference, because I always like to understand, like when other, when I'm watching or listening to other people, like how old is this person? What have they been doing? So I appreciate that question. I am, I'm 38 years old. 
Um, I have an MBA. I was and still am a you know working professional in the white collar world as a consultant, and everything ostensibly was good. Uh, but something changed about two and a half years ago. I decided I wanted more, and mm-hmm. I've never been exposed to any type of personal growth before. Uh, I'm jealous of people that were before that. Right? Yesterday, I interviewed this guy in my podcast who was like reading Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins books in the library when he was 16. I was like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> you know, I wish, but you know, we're all on our own path. We're all on our own journey. Right. Yeah. Um, so about two and a half years ago, I discovered a book called the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. And I got to give a shout out to him. He is one of my mentors and heroes. Um, he wrote a book called the miracle morning. There's a whole series about that now. And it's all about starting your day really intentionally um, by doing the things that all the most successful people do based on studies he went out and did. So that included meditation, affirmations, uh, reading, writing, visualization, and exercise. And I started doing that every day consistently. You mentioned consistency, <laughs> right? So having yeah. that morning routine, um, and, you know, he, he puts in there in the book that you should do it for at least 30 days in a row to build that habit, 30-day challenge. Well, I did it for 200 days in a row before I missed that first day. That is arrogantly consistent. Arrogantly consistent. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, the arrogant thing is interesting because that's, that's something that kind of came from a joke back at the retreat that, you know, some people think that I come off as arrogant and, and uh, I hope that most people don't think that I actually am, but I do (laughs) think I see Terry there said, love the miracle morning. I am a super fan. So I love that you love it too. Um, I think that when you when you approach stuff like this, you do have to have a little bit of arrogance. And that means to me, it means looking back that I didn't make exceptions. I didn't make excuses. I didn't accept excuses And that, you know, everybody has a different situation. But I've got two young kids that get up around six forty five, seven o'clock every morning. So I've got to get up earlier than that. I have a job and a business that requires me to travel like half the time. I'm on the road. I'm on planes. I'm in hotels. I don't use that as an excuse. I get up earlier. I meditate on planes. Um, I exercise in hotel gyms or like pay to go find another gym near my hotel. Um, I take books with me everywhere I go. And so it's that consistent approach. And really, I mean, that opened up a whole world. And it's not just doing the things, but we've both mentioned books a couple of times. That got me really starting to read a lot more because Mm -hmm. I grew up always loving to read, mostly fiction. Um, in, in high school and in, even in college. Uh, but I think after that, I became uh, a typical person, typical American, if you will, that has a college degree in that I'd probably read, I've, I've read the, it's like average of two books a year or something like that. And I'd always have a book with me, but I'd open it up every night when I get into bed, right? And I'd read two pages and I'd fall asleep. So right. how long did it take me to read a book? Take me six months to read a book, right? <laughs> But when I started dedicating 20 minutes every morning, mm. that's when I started getting through two books a month, right? And learning a lot of things from these books and just getting hungrier to learn more and then connecting with other people like you who are also doing interesting things, who are hungry, who are recommending books and things and joining different communities and groups. And it just started snowballing. Um, and one of the, the pivotal moments was when I decided to go to Hal Arad's event, the Best Year Ever event, which is the first conference or event I ever went to that was like a, you know, not a bit event that like your boss told you to go to, but just like, I'm going to a conference and paying out of pocket. Like, this is crazy. I convinced my friend Dan to go with me. Um, This is back in um, December, 2016. And I just met so many great people there. 
And uh, there were a lot of great people that I didn't even meet. Our mutual friend Adam McCarty was also at that conference. I didn't even meet him there. Oh, I wow. Connected with, connected with him later okay. um, through uh, the Dad's Edge group and then through our mastermind group. But uh, I, I just met so many great people. And that started turning into invitations to other events and on different groups and getting involved in different places. And it just started to really snowball. And I just kept going with that Miracle Morning, with the reading, with the learning, with the growing, with connecting, following yeah. awesome people like you and just learning as much as I can and just putting that stuff into practice. Yeah. So, John, I want to call this out. John is, is saying being sure of your calling, who you are, what you were created to do isn't arrogance. It's confidence. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, John. That's yeah. That's great. That's great stuff. So, you know, you're talking about conferences and going to a lot of events and, and you do. I mean, we joke, you know, offline about you could probably write a book about going to conferences and events. Yeah. I just bought a ticket to another big one last night. I'm so yeah. excited about it. <laughs> there you go. So, but you talk about yeah, the importance of connecting with people and building those relationships. And I, you know, I want to come back to, you know, creating that online brand. And I think a lot of times people look at that and they think I just have to be online. You know, yeah. that's all I have to do is connect and engage with people there. And that's good enough. But, but yeah. I know you and we don't agree with that. That's part of, of that equation. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've connected with someone either on LinkedIn or Twitter. We've tweeted back and forth a couple of times, and then I actually see them at a conference. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, what's going on? And all of a sudden, we're, all the, the, the formalities are out of the way because we right. did that online, and boom, right. we just jump right into that, that relationship, that conversation, or whatever. So, yeah. you know... Talk about that importance from your perspective in, you know, you go to all those events, but really having interpersonal relationships and making those connections live. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's what life, life is all about, connections and relationships. I mean, I think about every job I've ever gotten, every business that I've um, started or joined. Uh, it's, it's all been, for the most part, because of relationships. There's a couple that I got you know, because of like an ad on Craigslist or something like that. But for the most part, um, I got a job once from an ad on Craigslist. But actually, that was, that was a funny story. I was work to work for this startup, and the guy, um, when I asked him why did he hire me, he said, I got, I got hundreds of resumes. The reason I hired you is because I saw that you were president of your fraternity, and I assumed that you could drink a lot. And I was like, that's the reason you hired me? So you never know. You <laughs> never, never know. know. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a weird one. But every ever every other job I've gotten in business, the business I'm in now, um, I have a business partner who was a longtime friend who invited me to come in and join um, based on just a random conversation because I'm keeping in touch with people. So the relationships are important. The other thing I want to um, touch on, and I'll go into how I approach this, is that when you start to build an online business, right, you start to pay attention to, okay, I've got a podcast. How many downloads or subscribers do I have? I'm putting videos out on um, the, you know, the internet, on LinkedIn, whatever. How many views did I get? I got 2,000 views. You know, my videos are now getting an average of like two, 3,000 views a day or something like that, which is awesome. But we can't forget that th those are people. These are actual people. They're not like views or downloads. Um, I heard Cliff Ravenscraft say something one time that I really liked. I used to listen to his podcast a lot. He's sort of the godfather of podcasting. Yeah. And he was kind of talking to people that are disappointed that like, oh, my podcast only has 50 downloads or something like that. And he was like, that's 50 people who are listening to you right now. How amazing is that? Yeah. And when you shift that mindset from, you know, disappointment to gratitude, it, it kind of changes things. But 
I, I digress, but like going into, sorry, did you want to say something about that? Well, yeah, along, along those lines, you know, I, I think it's easy for us to look at that as failure and then we stop, mm -hmm. you know, where it is a mind shift with a lot of this. It's putting it out there and knowing that, you know what, if, if two people shared it, yep. well, that's two people who shared it with their network and that's we don't right. know how big their network really is. I mean, that's you can right. do some digging and see the, you know, the audience reach and all those numbers, but but yeah, you know, it's uh, what we were talking about earlier is, is getting over that fear, getting it out there and practicing and being consistent with putting, yeah. it, putting it out there. Yeah, man. And keeping that kind of humble mindset, I, I think that makes you so much more approachable. I mean, I've been podcasting and doing this for about a year and a half now. Hey, you know, I'm, my, my podcasts aren't huge. I get a few hundred downloads per episode. Um, but every time someone tells me that they listen to my podcast, I'm like, really? That's awesome. I'm almost blown away by it, right? Yeah. Uh, but going back to the personal relationships, I mean, I, going back to when I went to business school uh, at USC back in 2005, I read a great book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Barazzi uh, that you might, many of your, your followers might be familiar with. Um, and that really changed my perspective on I need to be talking to people, getting to know people all the time and getting more curious. And so I took that to heart, you know, when I showed up at business school and I, um, I met as many people as possible. I ended up being elected president of my class that year and then president of the whole, you know, 700 person business school a couple years later. And it was purely because I just went and talked to people, asked questions, got to know people, treated people as people, right? And did that more than anyone else. And I've just kept that practice going for the last, that was 2005, so the last 13 years or so. And that's why I love, going to conferences um, because I get to meet so many interesting people. And you mentioned you go to some of these places now, like, you know, I walk in that room at best year ever and it's like, Oh my God, there's Hal Elrod unfortunately was not at that one I went to because he had just gotten cancer and was in the hospital. So, you know, terrible. He's, he's luckily he's gotten over it and he's, he's back now. And I think he's going to be at the one this year. Um, but you know, other big names that I had heard on podcasts, like his partner, John Berghoff and John Broman, and, um, and then I go to these other events and meet these giants that I follow, like John Rulin and, uh, you know, you name it, right? And it, this is, yeah. it, we're, you, people are just hanging out and they just want to talk and get to know other people. And that's where you can really um, put faces with names. But it's not even necessarily about the, the big name people. It's just going to people, going to these places. Like, I have made a lot of friends through social media, through Facebook and a little bit through LinkedIn um, and through group community, mostly through communities I'm involved in. Uh, but you really build and solidify relationships when you meet with people in person. There's just yeah. no replacement to that in-person connection. And that's why I love going to conferences and meeting people because I want to keep building my network because going back to being growth minded, you know, we talked about reading and learning all the time. Who do we want to be around? You want to be around great people that are doing excellent things. Like, yeah. why are you watching this? Because you know, Joel is doing some great things. You know, Joel interviews and connecting with great people that are going to teach you things. And that's why I continue to follow awesome people. And I want to have them in my network because I want to see who else I can learn from. And that's another switch, you know, going back to that fear of judgment. Another thing that I think really um, hampers people online is this comparison, right? Uh, you yeah. really get caught up comparing yourself to other people. Well, look at that guy, the car he drives or the job he has probably makes a lot of money or look at the places he traveled or all the, the videos he made are much better than mine. But you can't do that, right? Because you don't know where people are. They're all on their own journey. They have different situations. They have a different spouse. They have different kids, different house, different location, different money, different parents. 
you know, different age, different jobs, different whatever. There's just so many different things that, that go into their situation and it holds a lot of people back. And I've flipped that. I did a post on this the other day that was pretty popular to switch from envy to inspire. So when I see someone mm. doing great things, how can I be inspired by them? What can I learn from them? Right. When I see, I mean, look at this right here. I have been playing with, you know, I do, I have podcasts and I do some recorded videos. I haven't done that much live stuff. I didn't even know about this be live platform we're on right now. And I was like, man, what can I learn from Joel? I'm learning a lot from you today already with what you're doing with this show. Can I do more stuff like this? Um, yeah. This is pretty cool. So I have to figure out how that fits in. Awesome. Um, but the last piece of that is as you are putting more content out there and you have people that are following you, that are connecting with you, remember their people, connect with them, right? Start conversations. Our mutual friend, our mentor, Vincent Puglese, is one of the best at this. He's, and he's got the luxury of making this pretty much his business, but he'll yeah. spend all day going back and forth messaging with people. It's not a one time. If someone says like, hey, I really like what you're doing. He'll come back and say, well, you know, what are you working on? What are you challenged with? And have a conversation and try to help people. And that just builds his, um, his presence and his credibility and his authority so much more. Because people are like, man, this guy's, I already looked up to him. Now he's so personable. He's yeah. taking time to connect with me, to, to talk to me, to help me. And I want to be like that too, right? If anybody reaches out to me, I will always respond um, and, and try to start a conversation with them. Um, you know, may run out of time, right? Because we're both doing a lot of things. But right. Just treat people as people and try to get to know them. We can all Absolutely. learn from everybody. Absolutely. So we're talking with Andy Storch. We're talking about creating an online brand. And, and really, Andy, you know, this conversation, what, what I'm uh, realizing is creating that online brand, it's not just the online stuff. It's everything. It's everything that we're doing. So we talk about relationships and, and what Vincent does, and he does a great job of building relationships, you going to events and actually you know, meeting people face to face. Um, so there's a lot of other things that that are part of this this equation to increase yeah. your online brand. It's not yeah. just online. It's yeah. all these other things that you're doing, right. whether you're doing a workshop or a retreat, you know, and I, and I want to kind of segue into uh, the um, the events that you're doing and, and the content. You know, the, it's really the content that you put out. It's yeah. one thing. And I share this all the time with with my group of people. And this is from a, a good friend of mine in Chicago, Joe Carbonera. He says this. He's editor in chief of a trade magazine. He says, "Content that sells doesn't. Content that educates does." Mm. And that's one of the things that I have admired about you is that you do a great job of educating. You're not out there selling, but you're providing that value. And I think that is a piece that maybe, some people are fearful in putting themselves out there because they don't know what kind of content to put out or they're right. thinking, Oh, what do I have to say? Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about how that has benefited you in terms of just having that servant mentality and putting out helpful, valuable content. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's such a great mindset. You know, one of the things that's probably helped me, quite honestly, is the fact that I don't even know what I'm selling. <laughs> if I'm selling anything, right? I'm just practicing putting stuff out there, trying to help people because I know how a lot of these things have really helped me, have helped my life, whether it's, you know, recommending books or the morning routine or influencing people to exercise, to work out. And I used to be afraid to not only put that stuff out there. Actually, you reminded me when we were talking, 
you know, I talked about how I started that Miracle Morning and I did those first like 200 days or whatever. I was doing it every day, but I hardly told anyone about it. Because uh-huh. I was like, this is a weird thing. Like, is this some, you know, should I, are people going to judge me for this? I, I think, I don't remember how far I had to, I was about a hundred days into it maybe when I finally, um, I told like four of my best friends from business school, I had this like daily uh, WhatsApp group going with them. We just discussed like business things. And I was like, Hey, I, you know, I read this book. I started this thing. Like, I don't know what they're going to think of it. And three out of four of them jumped on it. They're like, why didn't you tell us about this before and started and started doing it with me. And then all of a sudden we had this like accountability group and I was like, yeah, you know what? why am I holding this stuff back? You know, to go back to our earlier conversation, I held back because I was afraid of judgment. But if I hadn't, I could have got them started on that sooner, which would improve their lives. All of their lives are better because they read that book and they started that morning routine, right? And they started doing things to get better in life. Yeah. And I held, I didn't tell them, I didn't share with them because I was afraid of judgment. So I don't hold back on that stuff anymore. I post a lot of that stuff because I want to help other people uh, like I said earlier when, the, when we talked about the why, um, because I have grown so much and gotten to a place where I really love my life. And again, growth minded, there is still plenty for me to learn and improve. I'm not saying that I've made it to the top or anything, but I've gotten to a place where I'm really happy. I love my life and what I'm working on and my family and my friends and all these things. And I want other people to feel that way too. So I'm trying to share more, you know, to people that are open to that stuff. Um, both and professional stuff on LinkedIn as well too, different topics. But my end goal is always to serve, not to sell, right? It's yep. to educate people, to help people. And as I stay more top of mind, when they have needs that arise that are in the realm of where I can help, I can provide, they're going to reach out, right? I've had that a little bit so far on LinkedIn. I've been consistently posting on LinkedIn every day for about 10 months. And I've got a couple sales from that, you know, people that have reached out and said, hey, I saw your post or I've been seeing your stuff. Um, I've, I've got a need for this. Like, can you help me? And that just came from being top of mind from always serving. And that's not to say that selling is bad because I am in sales, right? I'm a consultant. I have to sell to grow my business. I'm constantly reaching out to people. We can yeah. go into why I started my second podcast. But, right. um, but, but for the most part, the, the, the presence online is just about serving and helping other people and building up that reputation of this is somebody who really wants to help other people. He's living a model lifestyle and I want to be more like him and I want to learn from him. And I have people that I learn from and I want to help other people along the way. It's like almost like I'm halfway up the mountain and I'm learning from the people on the top and I want to help the people that are below me because we're all in different positions. We're all on a journey and we can all help other people because we've all learned a lot about different things we can all share those things and help people. Just a lot of people aren't doing it. Right, right. right. You know, and, and I just posted up there selling and serving when, when you said that, you know, Kerry Oberbrunner is a guru that, that I follow. He's been a mentor and, and a coach for me, but, but that's a big phrase that he preaches. Selling is serving. Marketing is storytelling. So mm. we can serve, and, and you do a great job. Again, I, you, you tell great stories in, in your post, whether it's an experience where you were uh, facilitating uh, a team building, you know, workshop, and you were you share the story about that, uh, mm-hmm. about that uh, workshop, and some of the yeah. learnings that people had. So, in a way, you are serving them through storytelling, or you're selling and marketing. I, you know, but you're doing it in a genuine and authentic way. So, I, I love yeah. that approach. And and again, you know, we've said mindset uh, several times during this conversation, and it really, yeah. it really is that 
that mindset and and shifting that mindset to to just just be serving. Just yeah, be serving. yeah. And by the way, all that like all the the posts on LinkedIn and the storytelling and you say like you like how these things are laid out and well crafted. It's all because I follow other people who are prolific and I look at their posts and I watch them and I look at the engagement and I'm like, that's a good one. I need to model more like that, right? And it's how I've continued to watch other people learn from them and then hone my craft and then create posts that are very digestible, that are interesting. And then I see other people that are not practicing that because they don't know what they're doing. They just put a big paragraph of text up there and you just look at it and you're like, I don't have time to read that. And you yeah. go on, right? Because they haven't taken time to really think about how is the reader going to perceive this? So I think a lot about that. Again, I haven't studied marketing nearly as much as you have, but I'm just learning from other people and practicing and trying to, to continue to get better every day. Hey, man, you're, you're taking action. You're, you're taking action. So, you know, one of the things I think in this equation, when we're thinking about creating an online brand and ultimately we're trying to connect and engage with people there, it's this understanding of before we go there, who are we trying to reach? Who yeah. is our, our, our audience? Who are we trying to help and serve? How have you sort of navigated? Because I, I, I'm assuming that your audience today is very different from where it was two years ago, five years ago, you know, and, and yeah. beyond. Um, yeah. So what are you doing to understand and try to stay on top of that audience you're trying to connect and engage with? Yeah, I'm still, I, I do think that's important because it helps you really craft your material. I mean, there are a couple like big time influencers I follow, like John Lee Dumas and Chris Ducker of the Youpreneur band, brand who are big on, you need to write a specific, create an avatar of who is that exact person that you are trying to serve, right? And so I've still been trying to figure that out, but I would say, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my, my situation is a little more complex because I kind of have two sides to what I'm doing. Yeah. On the business side, I know that while my connections are all over the place on LinkedIn, right, my target that I really want to connect with and I want to serve is that person who's, a, you know, vice president or head of talent development at a big company, right? So they're probably in their 40s. Um, you know, if you want to know a lot about them, they have two kids uh, and they work at a major company. They've, they've been in the, in, the, in the corporate world for about 15 years at least, right? And um, they're trying to become more strategic partner of the business and really provide great training and development talent development experience to their companies. I'm serving them, right? Those are the main people that I want to help. Now, I realize that how in, in the way I've gone out and connected with people on LinkedIn, those people are probably less than 10% of my connections or followers who might see my stuff on LinkedIn. So I actually write, I create posts that are specific to them maybe 10% of the time. And the rest of the time, it's more general personal growth. How can I help people do their jobs better, think better, um, help other entrepreneurs or consultants like me think about how they're approaching jobs and just keep adding value because you never know how those other people might be able to help me down the line. I can make more connections. They can make introductions, that sort of stuff. Well, and I, and I think part of this equation also is, you know, that if there is a, 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 a talent development person that you're trying to reach in a big time corporation and you have a conversation with them over the phone, you know, as soon as they hang up or probably while they have you on the phone, they're going online, checking you out and, and there's yeah, some of that content. So to me, you know, it, it, it does go back to being mindful of that content and being helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but but those are just validation points to me. Um, and and you, by the way, you would be amazed what this content can do in terms of like how you're perceived building that authority. It doesn't take much putting stuff out there for people to start to elevate you in how they see you. I walked into a company once, a major, major corporation out in San Jose, California. I was with my business partner and um, he knew this woman and introduced me. We had connected on LinkedIn a while back. I'd never met her in person. And she said something to the effect of, oh my gosh, Andy Stortz, I've been seeing all your stuff online. It's almost like I'm meeting a celebrity right now. I was like, <laughs> really? That's crazy. Because I had no idea that she was even seeing that stuff. Because the way LinkedIn is, by the way, you mentioned a lot of your um, followers and network will probably be using LinkedIn over anything else. That's the place where I'm most active because I'm in B2B. Right. LinkedIn is not nearly as engaging as Facebook or Twitter. You're right. just not going to get as many comments and likes as you do in other places. Yet people are seeing stuff. So I have so many people that I, I, I run into them in real life at conferences or clients or prospects, whatever, that'll say, I've been seeing your stuff. You're at the top of my feed every day. And I have no idea because they don't ever push the like button. So I don't know if they're seeing it. Exactly. But they are seeing it. And you mentioned, you said something earlier to the effect of, you know, I put a couple of things out there. I didn't get much of a reaction. So I quit. And I bet a lot of people do that. Yeah. But I stuck with it consistently. And now people are just seeing it every day. And I'm staying more top of mind. You just don't know who's seeing. You got to keep putting stuff out there. And the same thing happens on Facebook. So on the personal side, more on Facebook, I, I think my target is me three years ago. Yeah. Right? It's someone in the professional world who's once more out of life, trying to get better, spending most of his time thinking about watching sports, but thinks, you know, he probably should be doing other things. Never heard of this concept of meditation. Um, you know, maybe hasn't worked out that much. Um, I always have been consistent with that, but, uh, you know, someone in that realm that I know, like you said, growth minded, like pretty successful, wants to get better. And I want to help those people. So I'm putting that content out there. And again, like I get every now and then I get a message from someone that has never commented or liked any of my stuff that will send me this message. I started this morning routine because I saw your stuff. I've been working out more because of you. Like you've been so influential. And I'm like, whoa, really? I had no idea. Yeah. And it's just every now and then I get one of those and it's just more encouragement. You take Absolutely. that, you put it, you know, up in the mental wall and go, I got to keep going with this stuff because I am helping people. Absolutely. This is great stuff. You know what? And if I could boil it down to two things when it comes to creating that online brand, it really is consistently there are consistency and being helpful. Yeah. Right? Consistency and being helpful. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff we covered. I mean, going to conferences, retreats, always be growing and reading and, and because we we always that will never end. We there's right. always something new that we can learn. The oh, importance of building relationships just you know interpersonally. And and I love the whole morning routine thing. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. And and again, all of these things impact, I believe our online brand, if we're trying to build that online brand, there, it's, it's more than just hitting the send button, you know, yeah. uh, every day. There's a lot Absolutely. more to it. Yeah. Hey, man. to be good. Yeah. How can people uh, connect and uh, reach you? So uh, right now, I would say uh, social media is the best way. Uh, either LinkedIn uh, would be the top place. Uh, so I think you can look me up on LinkedIn, Andy Storch, S-T-O-R-C-H. Um, I think it's N slash Andy Storch. 
It's right uh, there. We're on, yeah, we're on Facebook as well. Um, I'm very active in both places. Uh, but LinkedIn is great because I'm active on there every day, mess, you know, posting stuff, commenting, messaging with people, uh, especially if you're in the B2B space. Um, that, that's a great place to, to connect. Um, and you can email me as well, but, uh, you can, but I think social media is the best way to go. Awesome. Andy Storch, always a pleasure. Love what you're doing. And thank you for spending part of your day with us. Yeah, thank you for having me on and allowing me to, to share and, and talk with you. This has been an awesome experience. I love what you're doing, that you're putting stuff out there, sharing great information uh, with people you're connected with, and you're trying to add as much value. I know it's in your why and your purpose to serve and not just sell, that you're always serving your clients. Uh, so I love what you're doing, and I appreciate the opportunity to be part of it. All right. Thank you, sir. We will talk real soon. Sounds good. So there you have it, my interview with Joel Kessel on the Joel Kessel Show, talking about how to build your personal brand on social media or wherever it is. And there are obviously a lot of things we didn't cover. Uh, after we got off, uh, Joel said we he didn't even get to half the questions he wanted to ask. And I know there's a lot more to talk about. So I'm going to keep this uh, topic in mind. And if it's something that's interesting to you uh, who are listening now, uh, let me know and we can talk more about it. I can share more information here. Uh, so I'd love to hear your feedback. Reach out to me on social media, Facebook or LinkedIn, or send me an email to andystorch at gmail.com and uh, tell me what you think. What questions do you have? What do you still want to know? And what feedback do you have about this episode or any of the podcast in general? Have an awesome, awesome week. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. You can find more information at entrepreneurhotseat.com or my personal website, andystorch.com. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you are looking for ways to take your life and business to the next level, you can send me an email to andy at andystorch.com. Take care.